the key out of Newton, Georgia. I hope everyone is having a great night. It's now time to enter the late night madness. The first thing that we're going to talk about in the world of the MLB is our first game, and that is the Miami Marlins versus the Washington Nationals. The Miami Marlins completed a three-game sweep over the weekend, defeating the Washington Nationals 4-2 to move 10 games over 500. For the first time in 12 years, the Marlins then improved to 41 and 31 and are off to the second best start in franchise history through 72 games. The last time they had this kind of record was back in 1997. And that is the last time when they were able to do this, they were actually able to put together a World Series win. So... Miami, which is 10 games over 500 for the first time since May of 2011, has swept the Nationals in three of its four trips to Washington since the start of last season. Lane Thomas homeward for Washington, which has lost three in a row and 11 of 13. The Nationals are an NL worst 27 and 43 and are a season high 16 games under 500. Jesus Lozardo was drafted by the Washington Nationals in 2016, earned his first victory in his three career starts in Nationals Park. Lozardo, 6-5, yielded five hits, two runs over six innings, while just striking out five. His lone costly misstep came in the third, when Thomas drilled his slider into the seats, with a man on to tie it at two. It was Thomas, team-high 11th homer of the season, and Miami went ahead for good in the fourth. After Patrick Corbin, 4-8, and eight, allowed back-to-back singles to open the inning, Brian De La Cruz hit his sacrifice fly, and Jorge Soler followed to with, a, with a run-scoring single to make it a 4-2 game. Andrew Nardi handled the ninth to earn his second save. Corbin worked in and out of trouble for much of the afternoon after surrendering 11 hits and four runs, but he is still navigating six innings and stranded nine Marlins, including five in scoring position. The Marlins took the lead in the second on Jacob Amayo's RVI fielder's choice and added another run off Corbin the next inning on Nick Fortes' sacrifice fly. In our training room updates. So second baseman Luis Ariaza was out of the lineup for the second, for the first since May 25th. Ariza leads the majors with a 388 batting average. The Nationals third baseman Jay Meyer Candelario was a late scratch. It was Candelario's first day off since May 28th. 
Amaya's day of firsts. Amaya's became the second player in Marlins history with a hit, a run, an RBI, and a stolen base in his first career game. The other was Gerard Encarnacion, who did it on June 19th of 2022, which was also Father's Day. It was the Miami Marlins in this game who took the win, and yes, they took it to the bank by the score of 4-2. to two. So, into the next game we go in the MLB, this game that we're going to be recapping on is the New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox. Connor Wong and Alex Verdugo hit consecutive RBI doubles off the Green Monster with two outs in the third in the three-run sixth inning. And the Boston Red Sox beat the New York Yankees by the score of 6-2. to two, And they did play in a split doubleheader. But Adam Duvall and Justin Turner each added an RBI single for the Red Sox, who won the series opener and improved to a 4-1, 4-1 against their rival. Glaber Torres hit a first-inning two-run homer for the Yankees, who were without the slugger and reigning L- AL MVP Aaron Judge for the 11th straight game. That right there is unbelievable because Aaron Judge is a testament to this Yankees franchise for the last four four years. Aaron Judge has been everything that the Yankees have been looking for in a player uh, on and off the field. And when you are out without your MVP, that's just tough. He had a sprained right toe. So they are 4-7 and seven without him in the lineup. During this stretch, and 8-13 and 13 when he's been on the injured list this season. So Wong's hit pushed the Red Sox ahead 3-2 against Michael King. Two pitches later, Verdugo delivered and scored on Turner's single. Nick Piviani was demoted to the bullpen in mid-May, but he worked three perfect innings off relief with four strikeouts for the victory. So, and that right there is amazing because Nick Pavetti, his back's against the wall. You're being demoted to the bullpen because of your performance. And what do you do? You per, you respond. You put together a perfect three-inning relief. Great job. But Torres sent a 97-mile-per-hour Fastball from opener Caleb Ort into the first row of the monster seats. After Jake Bowers opened the game with a ground rule double. Facing the Red Sox for the second time in eight innings. Starter Clark Schmidt stranded five base runners in the first three innings. Before Rafael Devers had a run scoring grounder. And Duvall followed with his RBI hit that chased the right-hander. So they're looking better. And Judge visited with fans when this is all taking place. He was signing autographs and taking pictures on the field outside New York's dugout about two and a half hours before the start. So when that finished, he said he was heading in for some rehab. He's feeling better, and he should be better at that point in time soon. They did put second platelet-rich plasma injections into him. And all in all, 
should be really putting together something great. But it we have in that part of the time a dad's memory. So just so grateful that I had a dad that took us to work with him all the time, Yankees manager Aaron Boone said. Of his 75-year-old father, Bob, a former MLB catcher, he came up the end of 1972, and I was born in the spring of 1973. And he played until my senior year of high school. Literally, I was at the ballpark. My brothers and I were in a uniform just shagging fly balls. The Boone's brother, Brent, also played in the big leagues. And all in all, it was a great, was a great sweet memory to think about when they're recapping on their Father's Day memories. The Boston Red Sox cashed in on their opportunity, and yes, you guessed it, they took it to the bank by the score of 6-2. to two. Into the night we go, you're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on 99.1 The Key in Noonan, Georgia. The next game in the final MLB story that we're going to be talking about tonight is the New York Mets versus the St. Louis Cardinals. So Nolan Arenado hit two homers in Sunday's game, including a tie-breaking shot in the ninth inning that lifted the St. Louis Cardinals to an 8-7 win over the New York Mets. And a rare series win. Arenado hit a two-run homer in the first inning for the Cardinals, who blew an early 5-1 lead before the third baseman homered off Adam Adovino. With one out in the ninth, Paul DeJong and Jordan Walker also homered while Paul Goldschmidt had a two-run double, and Brendan Donovan had an RBI single among his three hits for St. Louis, which was his first. So the Cardinals' fourth pitcher retired all five batters he faced. Jordan Hicks earned his second save in as many as as days when he got Starling Marte to hit into a game-ending double play. Francisco Lindor, whose wife gave birth to couples, Second daughter Saturday morning, homered in the bottom of the first inning. To begin the series, that comes back by the Mets, who trailed five to one, six to four, and seven to five before Tommy Pham tied it with a two-run shot in the fifth. Eduardo Escobar hit a run-scoring double, and Brandon Nimmo had a two-run single, two-run double in the second inning, and Mark Kenaha added an RBI single in the fourth for the Mets. The homers by DeJong and Pham continued their success against their respective opponents. DeJong, who has homered in six of his 15 games, Pham, who played 362 games for the Cardinals after being drafted by the team in 2006, is hitting 254 with four homers and 14 RBIs. Against his former Club Cardinals starter Matthew Libertori allowed five runs and struck out two in four innings for the Mets. Carlos Carrasco allowed six runs, five earned, with four strikeouts in three innings. P. 
Alonso is the National League leader in home runs. So he returned to the lineup, but he did go over four with three strikeouts after spending the minimum injury list with his left wrist bone bruise in spring. Alonzo was expected to miss three to four weeks after he was hit by a 97-mile-per-hour fastball by Atlanta Braves' Charlie Morton in the first inning back in June 7th. But Alonzo, whose 22 homers are one fewer than the Major League leader Shohei Otani, said he thought last week he'd beat the timeline by considerable margin. Happy that he that it all responded well with treatment. Alonzo said that before his game, this game on Sunday, that he felt excellent and he was ready to go. And Tommy Edmond became the first player in team history to draw three walks, a steal, a base, while batting ninth at that point in time. Six other players drew three walks while batting ninth, mostly recently Cesar Estoris on May 18, 2008, in this barn burner. So, in this barn burner between the St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Mets, it was, in that point in time, the St. Louis Cardinals who won this game by a score of 8-7. to seven. Into the night we go. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Yeah. Stick around. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bing on 99.1 WQEE, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. The next story that we have is about the very future that we have in the NBA. So, Victor Lombanames' season with the Metropolitans 92 ended back on Thursday night in the Paris League with a 92-85 loss to Monaco. In Game 3 of the LNB Pro A's Championship Series, paving the way for Wembrami to be the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft next week in Brooklyn. So Wembrami, one of the biggest prospects in NBA history, had 22 points 
seven rebounds, and four blocks in the final game of the Metropolitan's 92 team, who were swept out of the championship game by the Monaco team, one of the best teams in Europe and dominant in France's top league this season. So Monaco's roster features several players with previous NBA experience, including guards Mike James, Ellie Kobe, and Jordan Lloyd, and center Donatus Marionis. After leading for most of the game, Monaco pulled ahead in the closing minutes thanks to the back-to-back threes by Lloyd, allowing the franchise to claim its first-ever French LNB Pro A title. Monaco outscored the Metropolitan's 92 team 29-15 in the first quarter for the rest of the basketball world. However, the importance of the game was it was for to wrap up for Wemin Mame's season in France, one that saw him claim the league's most valuable player award and lead his team to the championship round by beating his former team, the ASVEL, owned by Hall of Fame point guard Tony Parker. In the semifinal round of the playoffs, Wemabamne can finally focus on next week's NBA draft, where he will be the top pick, most likely by the Spurs, when it's held at Barclays Center this coming Thursday. So the seven foot five French player is one of the most unprecedented prospects in the history of basketball. With his 10-foot standing reach and his impressive athleticism, allowing him to cover tremendous ground defensively while being someone who can shoot outside a three-point range, absolutely immaculate. He's officially a centerpiece that San Antonio has been looking to rebuild upon, becoming a third top overall pick in the history of the franchise, followed by David Robinson and Tim Duncan as generational big men. So, for San Antonio to go up and go get him is going to be huge. And that's what Greg, Coach Greg Popovich intends to do. So, on to the night we go. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key at Noonan, Georgia. And now, we're going to talk about what is going on in the NFL season. In this next story, we're going to talk about what is going on 
with the future of the all-pro wide receiver. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE. 99.1, the key at noon in Georgia. On this next story, we're going to talk about the future of this hall, of this all-pro wide receiver. His name, DeAndre Hopkins. So the free agent, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, visited with the New England Patriots back last Thursday. And barring an unexpected turn, both sides are now expected to take some time to assess their next steps. So according to a familiar report, Hopkins, now 31, has not been in a rush to sign with a team and has considered waiting until closer closer to the training camp in late July to make a move. A source told ESPN's Jerry Fowler, likewise, the Patriots officially conclude their offseason program on Friday, back on Friday with about a one-month hiatus before the start of training camp, on Instagram, Hopkins posted a picture of himself with Patriots outside linebacker Matthew Jadoon from inside New England's locker room. He included the words La Familia, which highlights how he connected with some of the team's veteran leaders during his visit. Hopkins visit early in the morning and went well in the afternoon, a source told Fowler, adding Hopkins appeared intrigued by the possibility of playing for New England and Coach Belichick. Whether that result in a deal now or in the future remains unclear. Hopkins, who also visited with the Tennessee Titans, so Matt Jones happens to be a fan of him. And he thinks, I think DeAndre is a great player. You have to watch his film from college all the way through to the NFL. He's done a great job. So obviously, we'd love to have him. But we do have a great group of guys. Jones said at the start of the team's mandatory minicamp this this week, I've been really pleased with the players we have on the team. We come out here and really bought into the system. We have a great good group. And I feel like we need to keep growing together with whoever is in that locker room. We're going to try to dominate together. Belichick, who canceled the third and final day of mandatory minicamp back last week for a team-building paintball excursion. 
has long admired Hopkins, but Belichick repeated multiple times this week that he would speak publicly only about players who are already on the roster. So in this visit, Belichick did give him a chance behind the scenes, but Hopkins has a future to think about. The three-time All-Pro is seeking his next team after playing for the Houston Texans through the 2013-2019 season, the Arizona Cardinals from 2020-2022, their on-field meeting before the Patriots' 27-13 win over the Cardinals last season, back in December. But Belichick told Hopkins, I'm glad we only have to play you four times a year. So at that point in time, Belichick really does have a connection with Hopkins, but it's going to be Hopkins' choice if he thinks he's going to be a fit. The team recently concluded minicamp showing why the Patriots could have signed him, but they also have thoughts in their mind. When they got to deal with receivers with the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyquan Thornton, working their way back to full health, but not practicing, and nine-year veteran Devontae Parker, and seven-year veteran Kendrick Bourne were at the top of the pass-catching list last year for the Patriots. But in 2023, the sixth-round draft pick, Kayshawn Bounty, and Demario Douglas, who are vying for a depth chart spot, were also held out of practice when everyone was healthy. Gerdoon, one of the team's defensive leaders, says he believes that he can be a formidable group. I would rather just focus on the receivers at that point in time, even though we have the possibility of signing Hopkins. So that's exactly what they are thinking in terms of this in the New England Patriots land. Now, we're on to the next story. We'll be right back. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, home of Southern Sports and Talk, Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bing on 
WQEE, the key out of Newton, Georgia. Now, we're off to the next story that we're going to be talking about in the NFL offseason. And this is about a veteran all-pro linebacker and whether he should show up to camp. So in Baltimore camp, running back J.K. Dobbins told JWJZ-TV on Thursday that he did not participate in Baltimore Ravens' mandatory minicamp this week because of the contract situation. Dobbins, who is in his final year of his rookie deal, was at the team's facility during minicamp, but he wasn't on the field for any of the three practices. He had skipped all of the voluntary workouts this spring. This business side is very hard. It's very different. Dobbins told WJZ-TV, you saw with Lamar Jackson, it never just rose and it's never just roses and daisies. It can be hard at times. In the business, though, Dobbins 24 is scheduled to make 1.391 million this season, which is 24th among all running backs. Known for his explosiveness, he ranks second among all running backs with 5.9 yards rushing average since 2020. But Dobbins, a second-round pick in the 2020 draft, has missed more than 27 games that he played 23 in his career. He was sidelined for all of his 2021 season after suffering a significant left knee injury in the preseason and then missed six straight games last season after undergoing arthroscopic surgery on his on the same knee. Dobbins declined to confirm a recent report that he's dealing with with his soft tissue injury. He told WJZ-TV that he's been studying the playbook and will be ready for the start of the training camp in late July. So the thing I can say is, I would love to be a Baltimore Raven for the rest of my career, Dobbins said. But I would love, I, I truly love the city and the family here. It feels like my second home. And I hope that happens after the final mini camp practice on Thursday. Ravens coach John Harbaugh said he had expected Dobbins to practice this week. It wasn't in the cards. Apparently Harbaugh said he will. Just ready for the training camp. But that at that point in time, Dobbins expressed dissatisfaction over being hurt in 2021's preseason when he had the workload he did have. In October, he pointed out how he had never had more than 15 carries in a game. Then last season, 24-17 wildcard loss at the Cincinnati Bengals. Dobbins said he should have been given the ball and not quarterback Tyler Huntley on a crucial fourth quarter play near the goal line. So into the night we go on the nightly crowd catcher with Corey Bank on 99.1 WQEE, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. To wrap up the final story in the NFL offseason, we have a story of a future Hall of Famer who is not done writing his legacy of doom just yet. 
Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text k for k Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre tract is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. Welcome back to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on 99.1 WQEE, the key out of Newton, Georgia. And oh, do we have a story for you, Crowd Catcher listeners. The National Arena League kicked out Albany Empire out of the league because of their owner, Antonio Brown. He failed to pay either a required fee or a fine. He received after recent public comments, after exhausting all avenues, the NAL Board of Owners have decided unanimously to terminate the membership agreement of the Albany Empire. The league said in a release, the decision was reached after an emergency conference call of the members in good standing to discuss the Empire's failure to pay their league-mandated and overdue assessments. Brown became the majority owner of the upstate New York team in April. Under terms of league ownership, all teams are required to pay one-seventh of the NAL's operating budget monthly transactions. The league said Brown made the April payment but didn't pay the challenged payment of May 15th installment of $1,000 for the fine conducted for the detriment to the league. Brown also, which was traded back to him, the NAL said the team accountant informed officials that it didn't seem like Mr. Brown was going to pay the assessment or fine. So leading to the emergency conference call, the membership gave Empire until noon of Thursday to make the payment. When they didn't pay, the NAL canceled the team's Saturday home game against Jacksonville Sharks, and it will adjust the rest of the league's 2023 regular season schedule without the Albany squad. 
So, Brown bought the Empire. The team has been through multiple coaches. Both quarterbacks on the roster were released after last weekend's loss to the Orlando Predators that dropped to Albany to 1-6. Brown, a former NFL All-Pro wide receiver, had vowed to play for the Empire but had yet to do so. He practiced and caught passes from Dalton Cole, who played in Division III Brevard College and played for the Sharks for a short time. Before giving an interview in which he questioned whether A.B. was going to pay him, he has stated in the past that A.B., the owner, and Antonio Brown, the Arena Football League, and starred for the Albany Firebirds, was his own father at that point in time. It's just really sad what Antonio Brown has done to this team and to the, the legacy of his own legacy in that regard. It's really tough to see what will be remain to be seen for Antonio Brown. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV 835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Welcome back. You're listening to Nightly Crowdcatcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, the key at noon in Georgia. And now we're going to recap about a story of the underdog in the U.S. Open Championship in the world of the PGA. When Wyndham Clark was a child, his mother, Liza, liked to put notes of encouragement in his book bag. The, no- the notes might have been a source of embarrassment for Clark back then, but he certainly wishes his mother was around to see what he had accomplished on Father's Day. Clark, who was ranked 293rd in the official world golf ranking a year ago and had never finished better than a tie for 75th in a major championship. Major championship. Held off Rory McIlroy, number one golfer, Scotty Scheffler, and Ricky Fowler in the final round to win the 123rd U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. Clark from Denver carded an even par 70 on Sunday. His 10 under total of 270 was one better was one stroke better than McElroy, who failed to end a nearly nine-year drought without a major championship. Clark opened up a three-shot lead over McElroy with four holes to play. Then Clark made back-to-back bogeys to trim it to one. 
McElroy could manage no better than par in his final five holes, leaving Clark to win it on his own. On the par 4 18th hole, Clark hit his tee shot down the right side of the fairway. His second shot was short of the green, leading 59 feet, 9 inches to the hole, with a gallery of hundreds of fans gathering on the fairway behind him. He calmly two-putted for the victory. He buried his head in his hands and hugged his caddy, John Ellis, with early mistakes knocking Fowler and Scheffler out of the hunt. It was a two-man battle down the stretch between Clark and McElroy, a four-time major winner. Clark, 29, had made the cut in two majors before this week, but after picking up his first PGA Tour victory at the Wells Fargo Championship five weeks ago, Clark's confidence swelled. He came into the week vowing to be cocky. Clark was that and more over the final 18 holes. He became only the fourth player in the past 100 years to win the U.S. Open in the first tournament in which they made the cut. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, Lucas Glover was the last player to do it in 2009. Wyndham Clark won the U.S. Open on Sunday for his first career major. He earned $3.6 million for the victory. Clark started the final round as the co-leader at 10, under with Fowler, a California native who was trying to capture his first major championship. Clark picked up a birdie on the first hole and bogey on the second after adding two more birdies. The fourth and sixth, Clark avoided near disasters on the final two holes. The par 5 eighth had been the easiest hole on the north course all week, but it wasn't for Clark. His second shot was nearly perfect, but came up about a yard short and settled deep in the native grass. But to put all this into perspective, at the end of the day, an under, underachiever they once said, and Wyndham Clark, pulls an improbable victory. The story on the underdog continues, and Wyndham Clark has a legacy to write. I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about cars, and I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken, because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowdcatcher with Corey Bank. On WQEE 99.1, the key in Newton, Georgia. And now we're going to talk about 
music news. The first story I have is about a hip-hop legend and his family. Eminem's eldest daughter, Alana Scott, walked down the aisle over the weekend with her proud father by her side. The Lose Yourself rapper celebrated with the 30th-year-old travel blogger as married Matt Maller in a Great Gatsby Glam-themed ceremony on June 9th. According to people, I had an 80-foot-long black-and-white checkered aisle, and my dad walked, uh, walked me down the aisle. Scott told the publication, adding that her sister and M's second daughter, Haley Jade, was the maid of honor. He wasn't going to miss that. There are once-in-a-lifetime moments, and I'm just so grateful to be loved the way I am by everyone, she continued. None of this would have been possible without my dad, and I'm beyond blessed. Elena is biologically Eminem's niece, as she's the daughter of his ex-wife, Kim. Kim Scott's sister, Don Scott. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer legally adopted her in the early 2000s as her mother struggled with drug abuse, later passed away in 2016. But he told them that he had full custody of the niece. He told Rolling Stone back in 2004, my niece has been part of my life ever since she was born. Me and Kim pretty much had had her. She lived with us wherever possible. And he even mentioned Elena, whom he affectionately called Lainey in the lyrics of his track, Mockingbird. Lainey, uncle's crazy, ain't he? Yeah, but he loves you. Girl, you know better, no? We're all got this in this world. Is what he rapped about in the 2004 track. So it's a pretty unbelievable story. That it is a way of compassion from one of our hip-hop legends, Eminem, to take in family and be there for them on their wedding day and to truly walk them down the aisle when it really mattered most. A touching a touching hand from a legend like Eminem. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times best-selling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Welcome back. You're listening to Nightly Crowdcatcher with Corey Bank on 99.1 WQEE, the key out of Newton, Georgia. This last music story that we have tonight is about a rock alternative band. So, the band Imagine Dragons already knows what it feels like to knock 2 billion YouTube views for a music video thanks to their song Believer. Now they're in a spot where they're about to hit their second 2 billion mark song. The band's roaring 2017 rock hit Thunder from the third album past the mark this week. The tune 
that peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 chart is visually represented by the black and white clip filmed in Dubai by director Joseph Kahn that has also rolled up more than 12 million likes. The visual find the visual find singer Dan Reynolds standing on an avenue surrounded by lizard-like crumbling aliens and sheep singing the song's urgent chorus as images of hundreds of luxury sports cars fill a highway and Reynolds and his bandmates are cloned into an army of thousands. Last July, the band's video for the Alex the Kid produced song Demons hit the 1 billion mark at that point in time, but became the, the group's fourth video to reach the 1 billion plateau. Following on the heels of Believer, Thunder, and Radioactive, in December, the Las Vegas bread band spoke to the Billboard about how they managed to keep scaling new heights a decade after their commercial breakthrough. It's so funny to me when people are like, well, of course, I could do pop music, but I could choose not to. At that point in time, they proved their impressive numbers as of December 2022. More than 17 million equivalent album hit units were sold with 14.8 billion official on-demand streams in the U.S. per Luminate, 19 Hot 100 hits, 5 top 10 albums on the Billboard 200, 12 entries on the radio songs charts, and includes 7 top 10 hits, and it's really evident that they got a certified diamond by the recording the industry association of america when they chart that much and they stay that consistent with the community with the people and for the people imagine dragons or by your side we'll be right back zombie pig barbecue is award-winning barbecue and is a staple in columbus located at 6201 veterans parkway suite b in columbus and owners david and anthony want to give you top quality barbecue in a family-friendly environment all meats are served with their signature sauces like sweet spicy mustard and white try a sampler platter today call 706-662-0941 to place a takeout or catering order today zombie pig barbecue walk in a crawling always sweet and juicy welcome back you're listening to the nightly crowd catcher with Corey bank on 99.1 wqee the key out of noon in georgia just want to say thank you everyone who has tuned in tonight Thank you, WQEE 99.1. Thank you for everyone who has listened. Everyone get home safe. Get a great night's sleep. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet!